Whether you're determined to build your dream business, to become a better communicator, to create the leverage in your life, to connect with yourself, to become more purposeful, to master your schedule, to quit your job, to travel to Europe, no matter what the goal is that drives you, this is the show for you. This is a space where we can transparently talk about all the things you're determined to accomplish or improve in your life and bring you the tactical tips and strategies to help get you to that next level. My name is Jamie Milam and I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and like you, I dream big. I rebuilt my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote when I became a mother and today I am living my life by designing it in alignment with my goals. Recently divorced and back to being a single mom and simultaneously running multiple businesses, I know that I can figure anything out when I am determined. With the right resources, determination, and motivation, I believe you can make your dreams and goals a reality. This is Determined AF. You guys are in for such a treat today because you're getting to hear from one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Um, A quick little backstory, when I first transitioned into real estate from my high figure position in medical sales, um, I was hell bent on hitting the ground running and I knew that I needed to replace my income quickly. And I came to find out that getting into real estate was a little bit harder than I expected. And uh, I went to a colleague kind of stressed out and she suggested to take the seven week course and that our company I had offered. And I was hesitant because I was super conscious at the time of my finances, um, especially during the startup period, right? So I went ahead and signed up and fully expected that this course would drive my professional skills and launch me into transactions. And while I got that because I implemented the activities, What was even more impactful for me was the paradigm shift that I got in my mindset. Um, I had no idea. I really had no idea how much I wasn't in that headspace from, you know, going through my previous position and the things until I really heard Molly, our guest today, Molly D'Amato's passionately teaching this course. And she taught it in such a way that brought mindset awareness and self-accountability to the forefront. It filled me up so much that I took it back to back. As soon as that (laughs) seven-week course ended, I took it again. And I have since taken that course now six times, four of those with you, Molly. Um, It it really has truly become ingrained in me, I would say. And I feel like I breathe those concepts into so many areas of my life. And so I am so excited that You have offered your time today because I'm confident that your energy, your insight, and the tactical tips that you can offer to this audience is exactly something that I'd like to bring to them. So um, without further ado, um, thank you so much. (laughs) Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. It's a huge honor, Jamie. I I love what you just said that it's become so ingrained in you and and I, I get that so much and that's one of the things that... I love about you. And it's absolutely one of the reasons you've been so successful. I I like to say that that course you're talking about, it's not, it's not necessarily a class you take. It's really like a, a a persona you take on, right? It's, it's, it's something you become instead of a class you're taking. It's really the something that you're becoming. And, and I have seen that really clearly in you 
And that is because of your dedication to who it is that you desire to become. So I'm just really honored to be here and get to chat with you at this level of your career as well. Thank you. Yes. So many times I hear people say, well, why have you taken it so many times? And and we've said this numerous times. It's because you are never the same person when you take it and you're going through something different, whether it's something different in your business or something different in your personal life. And so it's, there's something to pull out of it every time. And, and the course has changed a little bit mm-hmm. over the last four years and that's fine. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to have been introduced to that. So I'm, I'm I thank Ashley all the time, you know, for introducing <laughs> me to it, but yes. I want to, I want to start off by learning a little bit, if you don't mind to share, uh, learning a little bit about where you grew up and how you feel like that affected maybe who you have become and the business that you have built. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm happy to share that. Absolutely. Anything for you, Jamie. Um, <laughs> I, I actually consider my my childhood and my growing up to be a huge part of who I am today. I, I think that most people obviously do. I'm not trying to be obtuse here, yet I think back on it and I realize that so much of my foundation, the fundamentals, the things that I believe, they come from how I was raised. And uh, I definitely do not discount the incredible um privilege that I grew up in having parents that were so linked and in alignment with um, the values of caring, kindness, love, uh, those things really embedded my, my childhood. Um, and then that, so that's kind of the undercurrent. And then with all of those things, it was this high standard of expectations and performance, and it was all done very, very well. I thank my parents all the time. Um, I grew up, you know, a a true kid of the eighties running around in the streets with no shoes on and playing games and playing flashlight tag. And, um, I grew up in an area that didn't have a ton of children my age. So I I think I learned to kind of entertain myself (laughs) with whoever was around. And in fact, I'm pretty well known for just being like, well, I don't, care how old you are or what you like to do, you probably want to hang out with me. And so that's kind of been a, just <laughs> my personality for a long time. I, my mom always told me from the time I was very little to know you is to love you, Molly. So just keep bringing that. And, and I always have. So um, we moved across country from California to Charlotte, North Carolina uh, in 1992 when I was 12. And that was a big, big transition. I think that's probably the first time that I really kind of experienced it a at a high level, what it is to, you know, want to connect with people and have folks not want anything to do with you. I don't think that had anything to do with the cross country move as much as it did with the middle school thing. Um, that's probably a lot of middle schoolers experiences. Um, and so that was the first time really that that I learned to persevere and to be tenacious. And if, if it's to be, it's up to me was kind of my mantra. Um, even as a 12 and 13 year old, I got cut from every, I wanted to be an athlete so bad. I don't come from a very athletic family. My family's artsy and loving and, and creative. And I just love sports. And I got cut from like everything. And I was like, they can't say no. How many times could someone say no? So I just kept trying out for stuff and praise her, bless her sweetheart, coach D Walt at South Charlotte middle school. Finally, when I tried out for track and field after trying out and getting cut from literally every other female sport was like, look, here's this eight pound metal ball. You can throw this. And cause I 
I couldn't, I didn't run the mile in enough, in fast enough time to not, not pass PE, let alone get on the track team. Right. So she handed me a shot put and in seventh grade, I got aligned with shot put and discus and really rooted myself in, in measurable success through performance in sports and man, the trajectory kind of continued from there. So that's a little bit about my foundation from the younger years. I love that you use the word tenacity because, you know, the podcast is called Determined AF and I think of tenacious people and you obviously are one of those. And, you know, and I had asked you, you know, let's talk a little bit about mindset because when I think about A, that class, but also who Molly is, you know, I have always just admired like the ability that you are able to pour into people around what to think about, how to be purposeful with that, um, how to shift your thoughts at times. So I'm really curious to know, kind of like, I want to learn too, like, what was the catalyst that helped you realize that you were determined to kind of master this mindset and awareness skill that you have? Oh, that's a big question. Um, so I, I became a realtor at the age of 25 after a short stint in quote, the regular world of, of work. I went and got a regular job after college. I had it boss, all the things. And I realized pretty quickly that quite a bit of my own success was out of my control. It was determined by the pay grade I was in, the, the position not only that I had, but what was what would come open and when, I didn't know. And so I decided fairly quickly that I didn't like having that that little of control over my trajectory moving forward. And that's why I got into real estate. I completely understood about the unlimited potential part of real estate. I didn't at the time obviously realize how daggone hard that unlimited potential part is. Um, but I, that, that's why I got into it. And, and in 2005, you know, the real estate market was, I thought you sit at a place where a phone can ring and someone calls about a thing and you go show them the thing and then you get the dollars. And this is what I thought real estate was. Um, when I joined Keller Williams in 2007, I started rooting myself in education. I grew up in a family of education. So I've always loved it anyway. Like, can I just be in school all the time? Sure. This sounds fun to me. I like this. Right. Um, and it also, it made me feel, you know, don't mistake movement for achievement. I did that a lot in the early years. I was like, I'm moving, I'm moving all over the place. Eventually achievement will happen. The good thing about that though, is even though I wasn't earning money necessarily during all that, I was learning a lot. And I learned a lot about all the do there's so much to do in, in the realm of success in the realm of getting what you want, the to-do list is probably like overwhelming if you really think about it. So when I took this class that we're talking about, this mindset class for the first time, they were kind of beta testing it. And it was the first time I had honestly ever put any thought into the power of my brain. Just not just the smarts or the skills, literally the ability to choose. It, 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 it was never anything that I even thought about. You know, you're conditioned on how you respond to life events, right? Someone dies, you cry. Someone's born, you smile, it, right? We are, those are two super basic. There's a billion other things that quote happen to you in your lifetime in between, yet we're all kind of conditioned on our response reflex. I had very, I put very little thought into 
action, proaction versus reaction. And it was that planting of that seed. And I already told you I'm a control freak. I love to have control. And so the minute that little seed got planted, that perhaps if it's to be is up to me is even more in depth than just a cute rhyming statement, I became obsessed. And it was then, it was in 2009 that really put me on this mindset journey of just one foot in front of the other, one piece of awareness at a time that's allowed me to really effectively control and plan every bit of my life. Yeah. I'm a control freak too. Um, <laughs> Shocker. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> you know, I actually just read yesterday in um, Brene Brown's book, she was talking about the fears that people have. And I have always told people, you know, that the commonality that I see in the things that I do legitimately have like fears over, like in the ocean, things like that. It's, I've always said it's whenever I don't have control over something. And I read her a sentence in her book that said, um, when you, when you can't see all of your surroundings. And I was like, ah, I like that a lot better because I also do know how to have a relationship with the things that I cannot control. Right. Mm-hmm. So wanted, wanted to, you know, whenever I talk to people, especially about like, Hey, if you have this opportunity to take this class, especially if Molly's going to teach it, then you should, because something that I've always admired is I've said this again and again, the awareness aspect. And sometimes I even think back to that Facebook post that you had when you were missing your flight um, for the Panthers game in Europe. And kind of like seeking out accountability from your Facebook friend world around keeping up with the mindset because that was really stressful. The other aspect of that is I, I have always admired your ability to really hold yourself accountable and others accountable around even the, the verbiage that we choose to use, because I know that we can both agree that our, ourselves are eavesdropping on our thoughts and Constantly. we really are creating our own reality with those words. And mm-hmm. when we can begin to master that change, even just our verbiage, uh, we can start to really change the way that we are seeing things and how we're showing up in the environment. And in practicing this myself, like I can attest to how challenging it can be to make this shift. And mm-hmm. when you start to tune into it yourself, you can start to pick up on it with others and you can start to help them see if they're, if they're willing to come to the table for that. Because many of us, have not been aware or even informed of what we're saying and the effects that it has. And so I'm curious, can you share with us some of the best ways that you've learned to make that shift and maybe even an example of how it's had impact in your life? Oh, 100%. You you just dropped like 17,000 truth bombs and nuggets right there. It is so important to not just have the self-awareness that you have currently to also then commit to recognizing the parts of you that aren't so great. One of the, one of the biggest pieces of what, what we get to coach as mindset coaches is that two, the people have two very, very powerful forces working every single day in our lives. And that is the desire to look good and the desire to be 
right. They are fundamentally ingrained in who we are as human beings. Everyone wants to look good and be right in one way or another. And I'm not saying like, you know, humility and all that. Those are all beautiful things. However, it is a strong, strong pull. So emotions like embarrassment or being wrong or anything negative that pulls attention to you and how you see yourself, anything, any image that is incongruent with what you see as who you are can cause these reactive moments that take you out of self-awareness and put you instead in that life by default, that kind of default reactive state. And the, 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 that's just being human. There's nothing wrong with that. What, what's magical is when you can recognize it happening, when you can see and admit, own to yourself. You don't have to say, oh, hey, everybody, I'm super embarrassed. This is terrible, right? It's not about that. It's just saying to yourself, wow, I was wrong. I look bad and I'm okay. I am not disintegrating into a puddle. I have not, uh, I have just self-combusted like, Life is moving on. I am okay. And then asking yourself the question, what am I to learn from this? I teach all the time and I love, uh, one of my favorite things is taking responsibility for everything in your life. Just ownership, understanding that you are the thing, right? Simon Sinek is famous for saying the common denominator in all of my failed relationships is me. And when you can own everything in your life to that level, it gives you the power to change what's not working. If you always blame traffic for being late, you'll always be late. If you always blame your kid's softball schedule for missing out on parties, you'll always miss the parties. If you always blame the real estate market for not selling any houses, you'll never sell any doggone houses. By taking responsibility, by taking ownership of the status of your situation, you give yourself the power to change what you can control. And ultimately, Jamie, you know this, it comes down to two things. You control the way you think, your mindset, and you control the things you do. And those are literally the only two things on the entirety of this universe that we have any control over is what we think and what we do. And that's really, really it. So, so for me, Self-awareness is the most critical piece of, of the mindset journey. And the crazy thing, I, I, I don't know if you know Jordan Freed. He's one of my favorite MAPS coaches. He's just a brilliant, brilliant man. And um, he taught us uh, a couple of weeks ago, he taught a class about self-awareness. And he said about 75% of the universe around us is blind spots. It's things we don't even know we don't know yet. And, and probably even more than that, right? Then we've got that that other little split up, right? If you just take the pie, he said, just picture your pizza. And then he started talking about pizza and I got hungry. Um, then, then I came right back because I was self-aware enough to know I was distracted, right? And distractions cause failure. So I brought myself right back from the pizza conversation. So if you think about that circle and 75% is blind spots and we don't know that we don't know the things like they're okay, that's out of my control very clearly. Yet then that 25%, half of it is things you know you don't know. It's stuff like I'm in complete control of my thoughts and emotions and taking responsibility for that versus the other stuff is things you, um, things you know that you know. 
And so when you really think about how, how many blind spots there are out there, like Jamie, you were just saying, the, the, uh, the capacity to look around and to stop and to think and to assess, it, it's such a powerful thing. This is why journaling is so important. This is why asking yourself at the end of the day, what did I do well today? What did I learn today? It's in that, it's in that reflection that we gift ourselves the awareness to grow. And without it, we just turn, 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 right? Do, do, do. We talk about who you desire to become is driven by the things that you do and that that's a process back and forth. You, you base who you want to become on the things that you're willing to do. I can say I want to be a billionaire, but if I don't save a penny, my actions aren't in alignment with my dreams, right? So it, it, it's a lot of seemingly complicated stuff that when you boil it down to, it's really not. It's about the choices we make and the accountability that we attach to it. So for me, it's just, it's literally constant awareness and then reflection on that awareness. And it's being purposeful about that. That won't happen by accident. Yeah. You know, I knew I was just going to just love this conversation. And it's funny because I'm always just so you know, full of energy and I can always just slow down in my conversations with you. And that was even something that I, I heard you say, right. Is sometimes we just have to slow down and stop and think before we take that action. And another one of those tactical strategies that I heard in terms of how do we start to practice becoming aware, because I wholeheartedly believe that awareness is at the forefront and foundation of any aspect and area of success that you want to have in your life, whether it's your relationships, if it's parenting, if it's your friendships, your business, uh, you know, just the actions that you want to do awareness is down to, I mean, even communication, you know, communication is key amongst all of those things, but awareness is the foundational aspect for that. And, um, so I, I heard you even saying journaling, right. That being a tactical tip to how can we start to become more aware? And, and it's through that reflection. I also would say too, you know, to add another tactical aspect to that is it's being willing to hear constructive criticism to, to, mm -hmm to being willing and open to asking questions, coming from curiosity, how that maybe made somebody else feel. So then you can start yeah. to fill in those blind spots because you know our, our perspective is our reality. And when you don't have, what'd you say? 75% of the pie being blind spots, like that's a lot of stuff that we don't know. That's a lot of pie. Which is also meaning that we have a very very small tunnel of things that we can be responsible for becoming more aware of. And so I feel like the other aspect that you said that I wrote down was that, you know, these are two things at once that, you know, when we realize that something's happening and, you know, we're off key, that we don't have to necessarily go out and be like, oh my God, I really like screwed up today. We don't have to shame ourselves that we can mm -hmm. sit in this and say, this is a nice, um, moment for me to self-reflect and say, man, and, and I'll give a, let me give an example just for the listeners, right? You know, you mentioned traffic and I really am learning to be better at driving in heavy traffic. Driving is not my jam. Um, and so careful. That's an affirmation, Jamie. 
<laughs> I tried really hard. I would really love a driver, a personal driver. Um, and when I get in those modes, I can feel it, you know, when everything's slow and bumper to bumper and you just start going down that path. And especially if I have my kid in the car, you know, even for myself though, I will stop and say, okay, what are three things right now that have happened to me today that I am grateful for? That I Bingo. just have to switch my paradigm and reshift my thinking. And it's really that simple, right? That's the amazing thing. Even if for your entire life, this specific thing has been a trigger for your poor behavior or your reactivity or a, a part of yourself showing up that you don't love. That's the greatest time to practice. That is the greatest time to practice any mindset that you want to change. Anything in your life that's not working for you, that should be a trigger, boom, a signal to say, ooh, cool space I want to grow in, something I want to change. So how do I use this crappy environment <laughs> to grow me and my mindset journey? In, in, in one of the classes I teach, I say that. I say the stuff's going to happen, right? Life always happens. It will happen. You can be having the best day of your life and boom, the traffic happens, the accident happens, something terrible happens. You can use these crappy situations and sometimes crappy interactions with people to either break your mindset journey or to grow your mindset journey. And that's the awesome power of the things we can't control. The things we can't control are the tools that we get to use however we want. We either use that tool to dig ourselves deeper into a hole of misery, or we use that tool to climb. And we use our tool to change. And we use that tool to say, nah, 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 boo, boo. I'm not mad at traffic anymore, right? It's kind of a cool thing to be able to have that kind of power. And that power exists within your choices, within your mindset. It doesn't happen every time. That's why it's called conditioning, right? It's taken you this many years to condition the mindset that you have right now. So you're not going to change this overnight. You are human, Jamie. You will mess it up. You'll still cuss at the driver. You'll still go off the rails in the traffic. Yet the less and less you do it, the more and more control that you exhibit in your response reflex, the greater you recondition your mind to attach to positivity. It's a really cool thing. The brain is incredibly powerful. So if you can wake up every day and say, woohoo, how am I going to look bad and be wrong today? All of a sudden, the embarrassment, the negative emotions that we attach to looking bad and being wrong, they start to go away. And at the end of the day, when you can celebrate how you were wrong and how you looked bad, and you can use that to be better next time, it's literally a game changer. It is absolutely a game changer. And it's a process. Nobody woke up at the top of Mount Everest and said, oh, cool. How do I get here? It's so high up here. It's so pretty. I wonder why there hasn't been a billion people come up here. That was so easy. No one ever does that. <laughs> and the mindset journey is exactly the same way. It's step after step, trudging forward, sometimes going backwards, sometimes pausing for bad weather. Like it's a journey. I, I love that you actually used so many of those words because it's almost like you knew exactly what I wanted to say next, because I do hear that so often, you know, people saying things like, you know, no person can be positive 100% of the time. And, you know, I wouldn't 100% disagree. However, 
I do know that having a positive mindset isn't about just being chippery all the time. It's about mm-hmm. recognizing that you do have the control over how you're going to react or respond to any given situation. And if someone is working on becoming more aware of their mindset and their reactions, then you you can easily slip into a sense of failure, you know, if it, because especially if it's at the beginning of your journey, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I just was so negative today or gosh, I just couldn't get out of the funk, you know? And so when you start mm-hmm. to feel frustrated or annoyed about something, rather than feeling that sense of failure, you know, a really great default tip is just saying, I'm really grateful that I have this opportunity right now to recognize what is frustrating me. Yeah. I'm really grateful right now that I have the opportunity to determine how I want to move forward with this. Do I want to let this be the rest of my day? I say to my son almost every morning before he heads to school, make today a great day. And I've, I've done that because I want to instill in him that you do have that power that if something happens with a teacher or a classmate, like doesn't mean it has to ruin your day. You have that power. And, you know, I, I think that that is a huge thing. And to me, that is, you know, I'm all about systems and, and purposeful habits. And, you know, James Clear talks about habit stacking. And to me, it's like, if you're going to work on reshifting that mindset, then, you know, you can stack that with the gratitude. And I think that, you know, the power of gratitude is, is amazing. It will attract so many things, right? Oh, it's huge. It resets you. It gives you perspective in any given moment. If you are struggling in anything, root yourself in gratitude. And at the very least, you'll stop the spiral, right? At the very least, you'll pause where you are and you'll root yourself in a different direction. And, And that's huge is we've got to plant ourselves before we switch directions sometimes because, Oof, that can be dangerous if you don't. You just said something too that was really important. You said, don't let it ruin your day, right? A lot of times we think like that. Oh man, I don't want to let this ruin my day. You're not letting anything ruin your day except yourself. That's a huge key piece. Something doesn't ruin your day. You do. And understanding that at your core and taking that ownership, it may sound a little funky right now. If you're at the beginning of this journey, you might go, whoa, ho, ho. That's not fair, Molly. That's not fair. Okay. I hear you and I feel you right now. Practice with me for a month. Practice for a month and see what happens because it's not ruining your day. You're choosing. You're choosing to stay stuck in it. And that's what's ruining your day because you're stuck there. It doesn't mean that big, bad things don't happen. We need to give ourselves grace by certainty. Absolutely, 100%. Be graceful with yourself. Just recognize how long will I stay here? And sometimes that answer might be, I need the day. When my dad died, Jeannie, I, I needed the month. I was well into my mindset journey. And it was so big and so scary and so black that I literally asked myself the question, how long will I be here? And I didn't have the answer. And that was okay. Because as long as I kept asking, I knew I was still there. Yeah. You know, you, you touched on it a moment ago too, that that's the thing that everybody needs to realize is that this is a journey. You haven't arrived at becoming a master of your thoughts and your reactions. 
because it is consistently a journey and there's always going to be another experience that you haven't yet had or some relationship, some dynamic, something occurs that's completely out of your control and you haven't had to deal with it before. And this is a new experience. So it is a journey. It's not a destination. And we have to give ourselves grace because when we are a lot more aware, I also believe that you start to become a lot more in tune with your body. And when you're in tune with your body, you're able to Mm -hmm. figure out what it is I need right now. So if that is, I need to pause. Sometimes that is our one thing. My one thing right now is I just need to tune out the world and I just need to be here for myself right now. Because I think that we do tend Mm -hmm. to forget that every day doesn't have to be the most productive day. And when shit happens, because, you know, life and movies and bumper stickers, you know, tell us that that happens. You know? <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it, when it does come at you, we're not saying that you get terrible news and you're immediately like, oh, I'm so grateful that this has happened. <laughs> so I can have this practice moment, right. you know, like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Not that. It's, no, it, take a minute and be like, son of a bitch, that sucks. <laughs> that's right. You know, like you can still, you know, hit things in, you know, with your, you know, bump your toe and you know, that there's nothing great about that. Right. right. You know, but it's, a, it's about just reshifting. Yes. And I mean, I tell people all the time that some of the things that I think that absolutely affected um, some of that change that I was talking about at the very beginning you know, when I took bold with you, um, because you at the time were doing book clubs, um, for those of us and, you know, the law of attraction, the secret, um, is something that I've been a massive fan of since 2016. And I couple that with two books that I read with you, um, the miracle morning and the compound effect. And I believe that those two things together, like that could be an entire system in itself yeah, because the moment that I start to feel like I'm in, in any sort of scarcity mindset or stuck place, I know that I can t- tune in and, and I've, I've probably have listened to the secret at least twice a year on audible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the moment that I do that, I have that remembering moment to, Oh, have I been journaling lately? Oh, have I been giving gratitude? Oh, have I been writing my affirmations and the power of those things Mm -hmm. because I have been practicing them so much. It's almost instantaneous. The results are almost instantaneous because you start to remember what it is that you want to have or do and what you need to do in order to get there, who you need to be to get to that. It's a realignment. That's all it is. It's like you said, Jamie, when I stub my toe. It hurts just as much as when a negative person stubs their toe. I promise you my pain reflex is it's real significant. I'm a big baby. I promise. <laughs> the difference is, is someone who stubs their toe that is not focused on their self-awareness, doesn't understand or doesn't want to understand the mindset journey. They're going to stub their toe and say, son of a bitch, they're so bad. Why does this always happen to me? Is this going to be the kind of day? I guess this is the day it's going to be. Is just what I guess I have to deal with it, right? They go off the deep end, or it can be the thing that goes off the deep end. What is the trigger for you that gets you into that spiral? It's that self-awareness piece of recognizing genuinely 10 years ago, stub my toe, that girl. Oh, great. It's going to be that kind of day. I might as well just get back in bed, right? Now, Monday. absolutely. And now, you know, I said, Monday, now I stub my toe and I'm like, mm, son of a 
works. Whoo. Okay. All right. I'm going to shake that off. And like you said earlier, this is not about painting a false picture. Diana Kokoska used to tell us, right? It's not about putting a happy face sticker over your gas gauge and driving into the desert with a smile on your face. That's not going to get anyone anywhere for very long. It's about acknowledging the reality that you're in and then choosing how you're going to participate with that reality. It really boils down to that. Where am I and what will I choose to do here? How will I choose to move forward from here? And a stub your toe could be a five minute uh, pouty dance and woe is me, or it could be a 30 second pouty dance as woe is me. The, the, the choice is really up to you. And that to me is the epitome of the mindset journey and of self-awareness. If you have no idea you're a big baby and you let stubbing your toe ruin your Monday, well, things can be real hard to change it. Yet the minute you're able to be, and this is a Brene Brown thing, right? The minute you're able to be vulnerable enough to have that extreme honesty with what you're choosing and how you're showing up, the minute you allow yourself the vulnerability of truly saying, whoo, yeah, not my best self. That's that's the magic. That's how you get to change. It's, it's, so it's got to come it, from that. It's so true. And I mean, it's no secret that this is a huge reason as to why I just absolutely adore you. And I, I, I literally do tell anyone that ha, that we mutually know, or, you know, if I say, oh, do you know so-and-so, you know, within our company, do you know Molly within our company? And um, I'm like, she's literally one of my favorite human beings. I think that that's like your subtitle headline for me like that I tell um, because you really have, you know, helped foster these impactful skills into my own life, you know? So it's not difficult for me to admit that I'm extremely grateful, you know, and the power of gratitude. I'm extremely grateful that you came on today because I think that this is exactly what I wanted folks to be able to hear. And I think they're getting a glimpse into why you're one of my favorite human beings. And so I'm going to be honest that this, I have a question for you and it's really for my own curiosity. Okay. Um, so I am curious, how do you want to be remembered, Molly? Like what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Hmm. Man, well, you know that in bold, we we really teach at a high level that in order to leave a legacy, you have to do what? Well, you have to be that person. That's right. You've got to live it every single day. No, no one, no one leaves a legacy worth remembering and cherishing and continuing without putting a lot of hard work, emotion energy into. So for me, it's, this comes back to purpose. I'm not going to accidentally leave a legacy. And, and this too, you know, maybe sometime we can talk again about the part of your mindset journey when, when all of a sudden you start getting imposter syndrome or, or, or you start thinking, this is why this quote is so important to me. I'm, I, I have it everywhere. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure and being able to recognize how that plays and, and being okay saying something like I'm going to say right now to answer your question and saying it with humility and passion and love because it is authentically who I am. So to answer that question, it's 
pretty simple to me because I write it down almost every single day that my mission is to positively impact people by being an enthusiastic participant in a powerful and purposeful life fueled by intentional kindness and thoughtful choices. And it, it's it's literally my mission statement. And you're probably like, what are you looking at, Molly? Because, you know, I, I just rattled that off. It's because it's, it's because it's right here. And, and for those of you I know you're listening, I'm showing, Jamie, this is something that I think about and I work on and it is intentional. And when you decide who it is that you want to become and you purposefully practice being that person every day, guess what? You become that person. Well, I would absolutely attest that I think that you embody that. So I think it's, um, it's no surprise that that's exactly why you were my first pick to come on and talk about mindset because mindset is, it really is, um, mindset and awareness. Like I've said, it's the foundation, it's the forefront. Um, I'm all about intentional. Um, I think that we have to be purposeful with things and that comes down to our verbiage and, you know, just how we are proactive about things and taking the initiative to learn how we can bring these things into our life, practice them more, become more aware of them. Um, so I just love that. I'm glad that you, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your mission statement with all of us. Um, it's an honor. And the last thing that I do ask all guests is I, I'd love for you to share for anyone who is just determined to <laughs> become a master of their mindset, you know, what is the best piece of advice that you give to them or the number one thing that they should begin to implement today? So this comes from my favorite quote of all the land, and this is important and I'll, I'll parlay off it after I say it. If you're sick of starting over, stop giving up. The key to this journey is consistency. You will never be perfect. It will never be done. It just needs to keep being. And in order for that to happen, you have to keep choosing it. On your worst days and on your best days, self-awareness, intention, and commitment. If you're consistent with that, there are days, Jamie, where my journaling practice is writing six words. And that's all I've got that day. But guess what? I was consistent. There are days where my exercise practice is a one hour walk because I just don't feel like lifting weights that day. You know what though? Was it perfect? No. Did it get done? Yes. So in addition to, if you're sick of starting over, stop giving up, let go of perfect, attach yourself to done because the question you got to ask yourself is, do I want it to be perfect or do I want it to be done? And frankly, y'all done, done enough is mastery. Yeah, especially when it comes to mindset, right? Especially when it comes to self-awareness. It's it's not, how do I be the best at this? How do I become a master of it tomorrow? How do I redirect myself with every single thought? It's, it's just starting. Whether that's journaling so that you can start to become a lot more aware, whether it's something that you want to fix and work on, find an accountability partner and ask them to call you out on it every single time that it happens. Whatever it is, find that one thing that you just do. And I would encourage the journaling because you'll start to become more aware of how many times you start to write down that thing that's frustrating you or how many times you start to write down today was a good day or, you know, yesterday was really rough. Like how many times are we saying that? And can we start to reflect on what's causing that? That's right. Which we already know 
<laughs> is that there are influences that cause it, but we are in control of it. Right. However, it's about becoming more aware through that self-reflection, you yep. know? So, and it's work, I think that- it's work, Jamie, and, and anything worth celebrating, any achievement, anything great in your life, I guarantee you it came from working hard and your mindset journey is no different. It's every day. It's consistent. It's not always great. Sometimes it's fairly dismal. Yet the point is you don't give up on it. You don't stop being aware. You just, I mean, Nike stole it. Like they are the masters of the thing. Just do it because the low hanging fruit of excuses will always be there. That is the easiest, most comfortable thing you'll ever do is grab an excuse and hold on tight. And I would encourage everyone instead to let go of that and grab instead on what can become. If you simply get out of being comfortable and get into self-awareness and being wrong and looking bad, <laughs> it will become the best thing you ever do. This this journey is critical and you'll change the people around you too. It's not just for you. Imagine, imagine, imagine your sweet boy, my goodness, these formative years of watching his mom on this mindset journey, how that will impact him as a human. It, It literally brings me to tears to think of all the hard work that you have put in that will impact him in such an incredible way. Absolutely. People grow into the conversations that you create around them. And, you know, he, as a matter of fact, I am just going to say on that note that he loves the law of attraction. He's huge into quantum physics. He would love to study how quantum physics and the law of attraction work together. Let's go, Kayla. Celebrate all the time, the things that the gratitude or the things that we're envisioning, because I'm, I, I do trust that I am showing him, Hey, I want to do that thing or have that thing or be that thing. And I'm taking action. I'm not just like wishing it into my world. I'm taking action and I'm purposeful about my mindset around it. I'm purposeful about the words. I'm purposeful about my activities and behaviors to get us to that spot. Right. And we celebrate the wins and we talk about the losses. And I think that that's, you know, it's important because we are raising the next generation and and we need to show them how important that is and how, when we are aware of ourselves, we start to become aware of the world that we're creating around us. And for those that are in that world. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, very important. And thank you for saying that because um, I'm I'm very proud of this journey. And I'm again, I'm just so grateful that I got to take that class with you, not just once, twice, and then four times. So yes, yes, yes. So where can our listeners connect with you, Molly? Uh, let's see. I am, I'm on the Insta. I'm so, I'm so Insta. I am Asheville Molly on Instagram. So Asheville, not Nashville, Tennessee. Although I love Nashville too, but Asheville, A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E and Molly is with a Y, M-O-L-L-Y on Instagram. That's a great place to connect with me. If you want to actually just like have a conversation with me, you can just email me at Molly, M-O-L-L-Y at KW.com. And that's a great way to get in touch with me. And you guys, I would say you should you should totally take advantage of that because um, I am no doubtedly going to probably reach out to you at another time and we will bring you back on because I just love any chance I get. <laughs> so No, I love chatting with you too. And it's absolutely a passion of mine. I adore talking about this stuff. Girl, we could go on all day. Let's For do real, it. I really could. So thank you so much <laughs> for your time and um, we'll catch you on the flip side next time. Sounds great. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you.